I'm not confident about this comp. I'm just gonna go That's and good. I mean none of us are. I right? liked it, you know, I liked it at first, but the more I think about it, it's just I'm just picking a guy who has similar size and similar height to him. Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chabuk alongside Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens. Another scouting report that we got a lot of requests for. It's kind of going to pretty much wrap up, our, I think, our offensive line scouting reports. And that is Mississippi State offensive tackle Charles Cross going over his strengths, weaknesses, player comp, ranking, team fit, so much more. And like I mentioned, this is another offensive line scouting report that we've done. So if you want to see the other ones, we did Evan Neal, Ikeva Kwanu, uh, Tyler Linderbaum as well. Make sure you guys go check those out and all the other videos that we did too. We did a ton more scouting reports. But before we start this video, please like and subscribe to the channel. Please turn on notifications. Be sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Boom or Bust Draft or on YouTube. Anywhere you get your podcasts, check out the merch store and follow our personal accounts too. Follow at Pick and Spreads on TikTok for Donnie. Follow him on Twitter too at Pick and Spreads. Follow Nick at Nickel Sports and me at under Chad underscore Maxwick. So let's go over Charles Cross. He is a redshirt sophomore, six foot five, 310 pounds, former five-star recruit, number 27 overall, and the number five offensive tackle in the class of 2019 coming out of Mississippi. And he was first team all SEC this season. So Donnie, when you watch Cross, what do you like the most? I mean, he's the best pass protecting tackle in this draft. It's not really close. Now, I still think that Tyler Linderbaum is the best pass protecting player in the draft, but nobody cares because he's a center. He's still my boy. I love you, Tyler. Go Hawks. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> Ty, uh, not Tyler Linderbaum. Charles Cross is the best pass protector in this draft when it comes to the tackles. And also, the thing about this uh, tackle class, before the season started, there wasn't a guy that was like a slam dunk tackle pick like there wasn't a guy going into the air who was like technically sound freak athlete or anything like that who was clearly ot1 kind of like penne sewell was going into the 2021 draft where we're like yeah he's tackle one and no one's gonna take him over for that uh, there wasn't really a guy like that it was mainly just projections and charles cross was one of those guys that was a projection to like okay can he make that leap and he did this was by far his best season yet played very well against elite competition in the SEC playing for Mississippi State great pass protector I think he's really good with his hands I think his balance is really really good now I did say earlier I think a lot of people's footwork is bad but I still think he has good balance but we'll get to the weaknesses later um I'm also going to be bringing this back just like Max said pedigree mm. former, former five-star five, five recruit uh he was the number five tackle you said yeah, in the, in the that's country. That's crazy. That is absurd. Number five tackle when he was a five-star recruit. That's that's nuts. But um, pedigree, former five-star recruit, which matters. Five-star five gets you drafted. Shout-out Davis Mills. Shout-out any five-star quarterback. <laughs> Bo Nix will be drafted for all I know. I hope not, but he's going to be. Um, being a five-star gets you drafted, and he was great this year in elite against the elite competition in the SEC. Arguably, his best game was against um ooh, what's what's the team oh shoot i just blanked on the team um anyway my apologies but alabama, like i said right? i think alabama had a really good game yes that's what i was gonna say so how did i blank on alabama <laughs> i don't know I blanked on the best team in college football of course blanked on the he was, thinking, he was too busy thinking about his comp which is orlando pace yeah yes, exactly yes. 
It's third well, actually, no, Orlando no, 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 no. Pace it's, it's, it's better Orlando Pace. Oh, correct, uh, correct, correct, correct. <laughs> but nothing else really needs to be said. He's a great pass protector. Most technically sound guy, most technically sound tackle in the draft, has the best technique of all the offense alignment, and I think it's by a comfortable margin. Like, I think Akeem Aquanu is great, but he still has a lot of issues with pass protection, and Evan Neal is just... He's just a mess right now. So best technique in the class, best pass protector in the class, which is what the NFL is going towards. And he is absolutely 100% in the conversations of being the best offensive tackle in this draft. Yeah, you touched on it. Uh, pass protection is more unique, I think, for a young tackle these days. And it is more uh, wanted by NFL teams. You need to protect your star quarterback, uh, which is why I'm going to begin to make my case of if the Jaguars are going to force tackle at pick one and they need a left tackle in the future, Charles Cross is now my tackle one on the board, and I think this should be your guy to protect your quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, we talked about him uh, in a video during the summer. He was one of the guys that had played well. People were kind of mocking him in that like late teens to 20 range uh, when they were doing their summer mocks. And I think that kind of is where he stayed for most of the year until that Alabama game. People started realizing, oh, wow, this guy's playing like really well. Um, his, I'm just going to read you some of my notes from early this year. Uh, well, first of all, thrown into the fire after a left tackle starter was injured. Uh, he was a five-star recruit, um, and he was on the bench. He wasn't playing. And they kind of just threw him in last year because they had injuries to tackle, and they needed him to play. And he was a little bit undersized. And I thought two things first. He was scanning really well in pass protection, but his movements didn't always match up with what he was seeing. And two, he, although he gets his hands in the right spot every time, and technically his upper body I thought was brilliant, he was getting beaten by power because he was around 290 pounds, and he didn't hold up well against just more physical pass rushers. Um, and he is a very good athlete, but he was undersized. Well, he comes back this year, adds 20 pounds, looks like the same player to me, and that vision-to-movement matchup to me got mm -hmm. way better. And to me, you don't see too many prospects where I literally say, like, this is what I want to see from this guy, and he just, like, check, 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 like, there it is. So for me, with Charles Cross, he completely hit on all levels there. There are not many prospects in the draft that I think did this. Um, and for me, that just makes him, you know, one of the top prospects. He became what his potential needed to be. He's an above-average athlete, which is why he was a five-star recruit. He, to me, technically is way, way, way ahead of the curve as a pass protector. His feet maybe need a little work, but I think in terms of hands, hips, vision, excellent. Uh, he can get out there. He can deal with power now. He's at 310 pounds, which is more than big enough to play at the NFL level. Um, and I think because of that, he's going to be fine as a pass protector at the next level. Um, and I think playing on the left side helps two teams are looking for left tackles. This guy, to me, is an extremely high floor player, the tackle position, which is kind of the opposite of what we've seen with the Quanu and Evan Neal. Yeah, I mean, he's the outstanding pass protector. Like we talked about Evan Neal, we talked about Akema Quanu, and the, the big things with both those videos really was like, man, these guys are going to absolutely destroy you and maul you in the run game. And we spent the entire strength segment for both of those guys on that for with how dominant they've, they've been in the run game. And then the weaknesses segment was, okay, the pass protection where you're kind of playing more of a reaction, reactive uh, play style instead of like an aggressive play style like in the run game, that's where you get into the issues with Evan Neal and Ikema Kwanu. This is kind of the opposite where you're saying, okay, this guy in a reactive sense – 
Charles Cross is the best pass protector at tackle in this draft. I think his lateral agility is top-notch. He's able to mirror any speed rusher. Very strong in his core, too, which is he's 310 pounds, which is still slightly below average. Not like last year, he was very, very much below average. That's where we see a lot of the weaknesses. But his anchor, I thought, was very good against bull rushes because his core is so strong. And, Nick, you mentioned this, too. He handles stunts like a professional, like a seasoned professional. He always keeps his head on a swivel. Like you'll never see him confused about what's going on when a, when one of his guys, he's very good at passing his guy off to the guard and then coming back around and handling the linebacker or the corner or the safety. Never panics. The edge. Never panics, which I think you've seen other tackles like Evan Neal and Ikemaquano and other tackles in this class where you're saying, okay, handling stunts is something that you kind of get through you know, in year three or year four, you're like, okay, now you're a seasoned professional. Charles Cross is doing this in the SEC already, which is very, very impressive. Uh, very patient in pass pro, too, where we came into those weaknesses. We're saying, hey, Evan Neal and Akemaquan are a little bit aggressive in pass pro. They still have that killer mentality where it's like, no, dude, in pass protection, you got to be reactive. You got to be reacting to whatever the defensive lineman throws at you. He And Charles Cross does that. He's very reactive, he won't overset takes what defenders give him. His hand placement, I think, is very, very good. Gets under the armpit of the defensive lineman really well. And this is a guy, when you mentioned the best pass protector in college, it's not like you've seen a very small sample size. This Mississippi State offense, with Mike Leach, passes more than anybody in the country. He has more pass-blocking snaps than any tackle the past two seasons. He's very experienced as a pass protector in the SEC on a pass heavy offense and he took a massive massive leap this year last year he was kind of below average and that's why when people are saying oh he's he's ot2 top five pick and i was like dude i don't know man like he wasn't that good he took a huge leap this year and now i understand why he's going to be a top 10 pick probably in this draft after being below average last year so that was his first year starting in college, too, was last year's below average. Took a huge leap this year. Was actually really good and really dominant. He could keep getting better, dude. Like, when he gets to the NFL, maybe there's another huge jump that he takes. Like this is a guy who might just be really starting to get it now. And I think, honestly, we're getting to the weaknesses, and this is probably going to be brought up. I think he's actually a pretty decent run blocker. He's not a killer like a Cat McQuan or Evan Neal, but he's a good run blocker, too, uh, in Charles Cross. But, Nick, what are the weaknesses that you see with Charles Cross? Yeah, and before I hop into it, uh, I, I didn't actually know he was a five-star before we started this video, but that makes sense because our friend PJ Five-Star Clark, just, you know, that's how he that's how he decides what his big board's going to be. But And he was a big Charles Cross fan. Uh, big Charles Cross guy, big Andrew Booth guy, I should tell you all you mm-hmm. need to know. Um, anyways, the Mike Leach the offense, we've done this before, right? Uh, we had Andre Dillard. Uh, yeah, the PFF, we was like top 10 on their board. He's the number one tackle, pass protector. Didn't work. I uh, didn't do enough run snaps. Uh, Charles Cross, a little concerned to me. Like, oh, this offensive makeup is just not going to be what he gets at the NFL level. Um, and it's not that I think he has an issue with run blocking. I think he's a pretty decent run blocker. I think Max said it right. I think he's fine. It's, it's reps. Uh, you're not mm-hmm. going to be, yep. you know, playing the same type of game. You're not going to be, you know, getting into a rhythm with your pass sets and just sliding every play and getting out the space. You have to kind of change it up every play now because it's going to be more mixed. Um, and then they're going to ask you to do different things. And that's a little concerning to me. Um, besides that, I, I think the size, he's not like massive. Uh, you know, you're not going to get, this is not a guy that I think uh, kind of fits into that Mackay Beckton, Evan Neal, or even, you know, Sam Cosme uh, 
Creed Humphrey, Tyler Lindebaum at center to like peak at, I mean, I think he's going to be on a grade well. He probably might get into the 80th percentile when he does his like athletic scoring, but it's not going to be in the 90s, you know. Um, he's not going to give you that peak athleticism that I think a lot of these top tackles are today. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, it, 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 he can be beat with kind of delayed rushes. This is hard to explain because we talked about his patience. I actually added that uh, to my notes. Max, I think, described that really well. His patience is excellent. Uh, but sometimes with stunts, you'll see with one edge rusher stuttering, you know, it's like a it's it's the fake pass rush thing. Like when you mm-hmm. go in and then you kind of back off and then he, he'll move to the next guy and then that guy actually does come, he'll miss that guy. So it's that's more of an advanced thing, but you see that more at the NFL level. Um, it's just that as complex as the SEC is with their stunts and way more complex than other leagues, I should throw out there, the SEC does more stunts and complex pass rush things than any, any other conference, and it's clear. Like If you watch the games, you see stuff on defense that just other teams are not doing. Um, the NFL is like that. Again, another level. Um, so he's going to have to deal with that, and he's more prepped for it than, than most, but there are kind of shortcuts you do with your thinking and your processing that come from dealing with that at an advanced but not super advanced level that could be an issue yet this is really getting like through hoops (laughs) but like that's why he's number one tackle dude yeah yeah Yeah. it's the the concern is like this isn't it for him with dealing with stunts it gets more complex and i don't want him being in a position where he thinks that he he's so used to doing it like this because he takes so many reps against this type of of defenses that it's gonna be it's gonna be different in the NFL. It's faster yep. and they change it up even more. They're gonna send they're gonna send safeties at you. I mean, they don't care. <laughs> like this is the way the NFL is. But um, that yeah. being said, I think uh, he'll make it work. Uh well, I mean, I guess I'm just gonna have to repeat a few things Nick said. Um, I don't think he's a bad run blocker. I don't think he's a bad run blocker. I just don't think he's nearly as good as Sakeem and Evan Neal. Like, I think there's a pretty good gap between their run blocking, but I also think there's a pretty good gap between their pass blocking, which pass protection is arguably, not it probably is more important than run yeah. blocking. Um, also, once again, just and I'm going to keep comparing him to these other two guys because it's the big three. It's like what Max mm-hmm. has been saying for a while. Like, you can interchange these guys all you want. You can have Cross OT1, you can have Neo OT1, you can have Akeem OT1. In fact, all of us have a different OT1, yeah, we, actually. We all do that, yeah. Yeah, we all have a different OT1. Uh, Max thinks it's Neo, I think it's Akeem, and Nick thinks it's Cross, which, I mean, it's fine. Like, all these tackles are very, very good. But even though he's a decent athlete, he's not a great athlete, which... I don't know if he has that high of a ceiling. Like, mm-hmm. I think he could kind of be like Andrew Thomas, where he struggles right away, but then just dominates after he figures it out. And I think that's what Charles Cross could be. And also the other guys could also struggle right away. But I think he could struggle right away. But I also do think he has the highest floor in this draft because the other two kind of need a lot of help. And I don't think Charles Cross needs a lot of help. He just needs to figure out how the NFL works and he'll be fine. Um, another weakness I have is that I don't think his first step is really that good. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I think it's better than what it was. But I think this season it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't as bad as it previously was because in previous years – it was really bad. Um, also, not including this year, because I thought this year he also improved this a lot. He had a lot of holding calls in his first couple years. He yeah. was 
better this year. I'm going to preference that. He was better, much better this year. But in previous years, he had a lot of holding calls, which holding calls are bad. Um, minus 10 <laughs> yards, holding calls are bad. Uh, that will ruin it. That will ruin a drive for sure. So clean that up, which he did a lot. But I can promise you it's most likely going to be coming back in his first year in the NFL because that's what rookies offense, rookie offense attack was doing, unless you're like Rashawn Slater or Creed Humphrey. You just dominate out, like, out of nowhere. Like, you're going to struggle a little bit right away, and I think he does, but he does have the highest floor in this draft. But like I said, I don't think he has a higher ceiling than Akeem or Evan Neal, and I think there's a good gap between those ceilings. Yeah, and this is the thing that we're going to go back to a lot is that it's just like the run blocking, and Nick, I think you said this really well, where it's just like, it's not that he's not good. It's just like he hasn't done it, really. Like, it's just like the the Mississippi State offense with the Mike Leach scheme, they're going to pass the ball every freaking time, which we mentioned, and I mentioned the strengths. I'm like, that is awesome because you get all these pass protection snaps, a lot of true pass sets, and you see, okay, this is what you can see a lot of in the NFL. You have such a large sample size with Charles Cross, but on the flip side, that just means you're not going to be, you know, run blocking as much as someone like Evan Neal or Ikema Kwanu. Um, He did look really good, I will say, as a run blocker this year, but he's not a bully like Evan Neal or Ikema Kwanu. Like, this is a guy who's going to get in the way, block the guy, and his running back will run past it. He's not a guy who's just going to knock you backwards and knock you into the seconds, into the into the bench or anything like that, like Ikema Kwanu does or Evan Neal does. He's guys who's going to do what he needs to do as a run blocker. He's not getting the guy who's just going to go out there and strike fear into defenders' hearts. Um, his feet are incredibly close in his pass sets before he starts, even before the play starts. So when you watch him, and we'll probably show a few plays here, which you watch his feet before the snap even happens. Like His base is so narrow because his feet are so close together. I don't think I've ever seen a tackle have their feet as close together as Charles Cross does. I think he's got to fix that at the NFL. You know, he takes a lot of big steps because of it, his inconsistent footwork overall. And Donnie mentioned this too, his physical tools just aren't as freaky as Evan Neal. He's not a great athlete like in Kamaquano either. So he does have a lower ceiling. Now, the floor argument is a very interesting one, but the ceiling, I think Evan Neal and Kamaquano probably have a higher ceiling than Charles Cross. But Donnie, where do you have Charles Cross on your big board? Where does he rank in his tackle class? What's your player comp for him? What team fits does he have? What do you think about Charles Cross? So I just want to say this real quick. I'm not confident in my comp whatsoever. <laughs> I not it like it's it was hard finding a comp for this guy. It really was, but I do like Charles Cross a lot. I really do. I think he's the best pass protecting tackle in this draft, which is going to bring a ton of value mm-hmm. to pass heavy NFL teams. And guess what? There is a lot of them in the NFL. Just hope he doesn't get drafted by the Ravens, or else he's probably screwed. <laughs> but. He's a very good pass-protecting tackle, and that matters a lot. Currently number 12 overall on my big board, my OT3. I, and honestly, I could see him sliding inside of the top 10 pretty soon. I really do like Charles Cross. It's just I think there's a few players who I just like a bit more. But like I said in uh, the last the last couple of videos, I change on my big board every single day. Like I'm not The only thing I'm confident in is the top three. Like really, that's it. Like it's the top three, and outside of that, it's just – scattered like every day so my comp you i know you guys are probably remember this guy some other people don't i went with ryan claddy uh okay. the tackle the tackle who was on the super team actually for the broncos played with Payne Manning for a while was one of the tackles on that team 
only reason is because they're about the same size, and I think they're both very, very good in pass pro. And also, Ryan Claddy was a all-pro a couple of times. I believe he was an all-pro in his second year, and then I think he went all-pro in like 2015, I think, maybe 2014. Not too sure about that, but he was an all-pro twice, um, played on the Jets for a season, and had a pretty short career, but he had a very, very good career. It was a very good career, considering he only played nine years, and I think that's what Charles Cross could be. I think he's going to have a very... Very good career. He may not ever be top-tier elite consistently, but I think he's going to have a very solid, nice career. And I like Charles Cross just for that. Yeah, the comping was tough for this one because uh, I just, you know, you don't see too many guys go this high in the draft who aren't elite athletes, and you don't see guys who I think are as technically sound. Well, I don't even think he's like an elite, technically sound tackle prospect. Well, in terms of prospects, he is. But it's generally something that develops as you get to the NFL level, right? So, um, you know, it's a little strange to see that. Uh, I'm going to start out with the comp just because I'm also not confident with it. And it's Garrett Bowles. Uh I don't know. He's the same size. He's a good pass protector. He had some holding issues at Denver. It's kind of similar. I, I think Cross is a better prospect than Bowles was coming out of Utah. Uh, I, I think for certain. I, you see that reflected by where he gets drafted. Um, and I think he's more technically sound. It's just kind of what type of what's the end goal here for Charles Cross is kind of uh, a more consistent version of Garrett Bowles. Uh I have him as my number one tackle now. I teased this kind of back in the Evan Neal video. I had them right. I had them kind of like 1A, 1B, and I was kind of figuring it out. And full transparency here, you kind of get into this game when you have a player like Evan Neal uh, and everyone's got their own draft boards where everyone has him tackle one. And I don't think everyone really wants to have him tackle one, but no one's really moved off of it. Well, people started moving off of it, so I caved. Um, <laughs> so Charles Cross is now my tackle one. I kind of felt like that was something that was eventually going to happen, and it did. Uh, so that's why I teased it in that video. Um, but yeah, I, I believe this is a guy that's going to go high in this draft. I, I still think Aquani is probably the one that's going to fall just because I think less teams um, – value the run blocking and i think evan neal has just been kind of thought so much that people are eventually he's gonna get taken high regardless i'd be kind of stunned if this guy falls out of the top eight picks i'm not gonna lie uh i just think all eight of those picks are teams that need better pass protectors and not even need like i think it's like a strong need for all of the giants jets falcons panthers texans jaguars uh, maybe not the Lions. The Lions won't take him, but you know that's yeah. whatever. Okay, so the Lions will take him. Like those other seven picks, I could all see taking him. And even if they don't, I mean, Jets at ten, Washington eleven. Like all these teams could use Charles Cross, in my opinion. Even Denver could, if they wanted to move him the right tackle, could take him at nine. I'd be kind of stunned if he fell beyond. Like I think he goes top eight. If he goes beyond eleven, like that's at the point where I'm like, okay, what what are we doing here? Um, is there a medical thing? Like what you know. So every single one of those teams, Garrett Bowles is the comp, uh, and he's my number six player, tackle one. Ooh. Wow. Love it. Love <laughs> oh, it. Oh, man. I actually have uh, – I think I'm the same with Donnie. I'm number 12 overall, OT3. However, I mean, this is a guy who I am debating, man. Like, we, I keep mentioning this in every tackle, but I'm going to keep doing it. Like, he is firmly in that tackle one mix with Evan Neal and Ikemaquanu. I'm fine with having them in any order. So like we've said before, like this, this show has a different number one offensive tackle. I still have Evan Neal. Donnie has Ikemaquanu and Nick has Charles Cross. And however you order them, like I, I have Evan Neal, but Hey, if one of you has Evan Neal as OT three, I'm like, yeah, that, that's fine. Like I understand why um, it really is a really jumbled up tackle class. Like the 2021, like I keep mentioning before where you have all those guys like Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirth, Jedrick Wills, and Kai Becton, like, However you order them, that's fine. 
Um, I'd go with Neal just because of the ceiling and the fact that as pass protectors, not this year, but in, in last year, Charles Cross showed some warts. And I think Evan Neal and, and Akema Kwanu both got it better as pass protectors. Like, there were still a lot of problems, but they got better as pass protectors this year. Um, but day one, Charles Cross is the best pass blocker in this draft. Highest floor among the three. Uh, I think he's going to go into the NFL. And like we mentioned before, like Akema Kwanu and Evan Neal, they might struggle immediately as pass blockers. Charles Cross, I think, will go into the NFL immediately and be solid as a pass blocker. And then we'll see how he improves from there. I didn't even mention this. Like his flexibility, I think, is really good too with Charles Cross. Like he's got really good flexibility for a guy who's that big. The comp for me is Jake Matthews, I had as the comp. Similar size, 6'5, 309. And Jake Matthews is a guy who's not really been a really good run blocker over the course of his career. So maybe uh, Charles Cross would be a better run blocker, but just a very, very good pass protector in his career. He's not going to wow you with this elite athleticism, but I think that's what Charles Cross plays like. It's just like this very solid pass blocker you can trust on to be your left tackle. Will he be a superstar? Probably not, but will he be, will he be a guy that you can trust for seven, eight years? Absolutely. And I think Charles Cross will definitely be that guy. So very high floor, but probably not as high of a ceiling as the other two tackles, the Kamaquano and Evan Neal. Team fits, Panthers, Giants, Jets, Falcons, Broncos, anyone who needs a tackle. Like This is a guy who should be very coveted highly, probably will be a top 10 pick, and I'll be completely fine with that, even though he's right now outside the top 10 of my big board. I promise. I keep saying that we're going to yeah, – our big boards are jumbled up and they're changing every day. I promise very soon we're going to have a locked-in big board, and we're going to say this is our big board right now. And obviously it'll change after the combine and, and everything else. But we'll have a big board and we won't be saying, oh, maybe this, maybe that. Well, I promise we'll have a locked-in one pretty soon. But that's what we got on Charles Cross. So let us know what you think. We are all we all have a different OT1 right now. What do you have as OT1? You have Evan Neal, Akema Kwanu, Charles Cross, maybe Bernard Raymond. Do you think he's the OT1 in this draft? Trevor Penning, anyone like that? Let us know in the comments below what you think about this offensive tackle class. Be sure to follow our Twitter Instagram, TikTok, at Boomer Bus Draft. Follow our personal accounts as well. Comment below what videos you want to see us do next. Maybe not even just scouting reports, just videos in general. We want to try to get into some other original ideas too and get those out there. Uh, and please keep liking, subscribing, and please rate us five stars on Apple, Google, Spotify, and leave questions in the, in the reviews too. Maybe we'll get to a mailbag episode as well. But that's what we got on Charles Cross. For Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens, I'm Max Chadwick. Have a great night.